something I wanted to start too. This is what I'm gonna do now. Y'all think K dot really gonna drop? You know he's coming, man. This is his climate. We about to get to that shit right fucking now. Act right episode three. Go ahead and set us off real quick. Y'all ain't gonna kick ASAP Ferg out of fucking ASAP Mob. First off, that's not how this is going down. Repent your sins, nigga. <laughs> huh? Come on, D. Swish. Swish. Elbow on the rim and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Niggas not gonna kick ASAP Ferg out of ASAP Mob when we still got fucking racists in the ASAP Mob. What's going on, nigga? <laughs> but even beyond that, like, nigga, who else is putting out dope music other than Ferg? Yo, every time I listen to this music, man, I was like, we were so blazed, nigga. Come on. Like, we were blazing. Takes me back to 2013 for sure. In a garage, three blunts in rotation. Like, niggas was just acting up. (laughs) Straight up. Good times. And it's crazy because really the niggas that was really kind of flourishing in that era, you know, it was Kendrick, Rock, J. Cole, them type of niggas. And really, we got exposed to all of that. Real quick, shout out to Chase, because he definitely put us on the ASAP. But, yo, Kendrick opened up a lot of those doors to his generation for me musically here we go man <sighs> nigga said on oh, me yo yo if you're not following us right now man this is the act right podcast get us on youtube twitter instagram spotify spotify man soon to be on apple driving around today had an attitude when he came up <laughs> straight up i'm <clears throat> Been around the block. Fuck, Biggie. You let her throw off the rock? <laughs> Come on, nigga. What year was it? I'll love to tell you now. It was 06. <laughs> Yo, niggas was 13. Banging. Banging. Come on, bro. How you get that? No, but uh, that's a good segue. So let's talk about, we have no idea why ASAP Ferg is out of the ASAP mob that he started. That's the equivalence to kicking out Schoolboy Q of T. Definitely. Um, like, he, like, when you talk about, like, concerts and bringing out white fans for ASAP Mob, ASAP Rocky does put up numbers. But, like, no fur? 
I don't know. For me, it just it doesn't quite make sense because at least especially in recent for sure the past three three to four years like i i, I don't know i'm not even 100 percent sure if i could tell you who what asap rocky's last album was but i just know you know to me musically like i just got very disinterested in him very fast and while i was getting disinterested in him i was getting more interested in ferg and ferg is dope because you know he's super artsy you know what i'm saying he's super artsy um but he just he does a great job at just creating that energy you know what i'm saying and he's one of those type of rappers that really says very like very simple shit, but it just rings off in a different type of way like nigga, you listen to a song like hood pope you know what i'm saying <coughs> oh is that you know what i mean like he just comes I, through different i literally I literally think that they quoted and said he makes like happy music or some dumbass shit. Like, like let's be clear. Even ASAP Rocky, y'all have been years away from Griselda type music. So, like, cut that noise. You know what I'm saying? And again, it's that's some group shit, but that's very unfortunate. Still, shout out to ASAP Mob because whatever. That was definitely like three or four years for us. But uh, no. So any. Well, we're, well, excited, we're excited, excited for Big, for Big Sean. Sean. Are we? <laughs> I tried to shoot us some bail. <laughs> I tried to shoot us some bail, man. I don't got no Big Sean on this computer, man. And let me just, let me be completely honest. This is going to sound fucked up, but I did watch Big Sean's pull up with Joe Budden. And I thought it was good conversation. I just think Big Sean has turned into like such a good guy in music. He gets like Chance the Rapper ish. And his last album, That I Am Bullshit, there wasn't one record on there that got a spin for me. Period. Period. So when he had that, what's that one album we we listened to? Um, I almost Dark said Dark Paradise. Twist. Dark Paradise. Man. Nigga went 10 from 10 from the field. No, he no, was bangy. But this shit? I didn't even listen to Big Sean until before. Like, obviously, like, you hear the tracks that you hear. You hear features or whatever. But that was, like, the first Sean project that I sat down and listened to. And I was like, oh. Like, this nigga is dope. Like, this nigga is versatile. He could rap. You know, and he's a punchliner for sure. He gonna punch you all night, and sometimes pause. <laughs> He's gonna punch you all night. I didn't say he gonna fist you. I mean, nah, that was not the way you get. I think he wanted that He thought he was coming for Kendrick And that's the real beef we had Yo Yo he really On that Nip song Which I thought was dope I saw a lot of niggas on Twitter saying Sean was rapping too much And I was like no like That's, that's the amount he should be rapping Like he's not a bad rapper Objectively So 
Mm-hmm. Now, regardless of how you feel on the songs that he creates or whatever, that's one thing. But he can't rap. So for me, whenever Big Sean actually has something to you know say, as opposed to like maybe you know his more single based records or his more party based records or however you want to classify them, like I like to hear what he has to say. And he got a lot of shit off on it, a lot of shit off his chest um, in that Nip song. And I thought it was dope. Like, nigga, if you go, you know, <laughs> if you're an artist and you're going through your mood swings or like, you know, whatever, and that's your muse, like, okay, cool. But like, really, like, really tell niggas about it. You know what I'm saying? Really tell that story. And I felt like he did that. And, you know, he really quickly was like, yeah, you know, call Kendrick, let him know it was some uh, miscommunications. And, you know, Let's stop I, I don't right want to. And I'm going to be. Right there. Well, I just. First disclaimer, I'm going to let you get your shit off. Like, I vaguely remember, like, the, the whole Big Sean, like, Kendrick thing. Like, was it because of Control? It was because of Control, because that was Big Sean's record that niggas forget all the time. Control was Sean's record. Sure. <laughs> Thought you was going to touch bases with Kendrick. Man, he sent that record back so fast, nigga. And after he got it, I really think another beef was Janae. Remember, Janae was fucking with TDE years before niggas even knew she was Janae. Control system, Absol, all over schoolboy's Q, uh, schoolboy Q shit, habit contradictions type shit. So like, been down with the click. Now, because again, Kendrick's from LA, and like we're not from LA, but we recognize the culture more because we're an hour away. LA is now this. They've turned it into something else. It's really calabasas. So I just think Kendrick was like, yo, you think you're coming out here where I stay? He literally was like, nigga, you on the 10 freeway? Come and see Candyman, nigga. And mind you, the 10 freeway goes across states, nigga. So <laughs> like we think of the 10 freeway for showing Cali, but that nigga said, you on the 10 freeway, you need my permission. Yeah, straight up. And so Kendrick was on that like, yo, don't think for a second because you with this bitch that you run anything around here. And that's just that's just rap persona anyway. I mean, period. But I think it's dope that he reached out because of Nipsey. I mean, yeah, Kendrick could have died tomorrow, knock on wood, or, or vice versa. And if it really wasn't no beef or whatever, like, that's cool. I still feel like it was a little bit clickbait-ish because he literally said that on the pull-up, and I was just kind of like, I'm waiting for Kendrick's response because you literally said that Kendrick had no beef. So, like, so I, need I need to hear Kendrick say, like, there's no beef type shit. And, again, it's not for nothing. I just, that's my personal take. I think Big Sean is on his, I don't have beef with nobody. My skin's clear. I'm living with my girl type shit. And, like, that's dope. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I just don't want to hear some of Big Sean's raps all the time. I have well, to be turned. I have to be turned. Well, I agree with you. Um, I agree with you. I just think like, you know, there's a part of me that's like, you know, these industry type niggas, like they don't like each other at all, but also like they're coworkers, like keep it a buck. Like <laughs> you are artist, but you guys got coworkers. And so there's obviously an element to that. Singles need to come out, features, who cares? Like niggas is making their money, whatever. But like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I would appreciate if niggas kind of like 
just got into their competitive bag a little bit more. Like, I want niggas to be friendly. I don't ever want niggas dying over music beef. That shit is whack. Um, but at the same time, like, niggas do be trying to plant their flags in whatever hip-hop tiers exist. You got, you know what I'm saying? We like to call, like, the the Kendrick Drake Cole tier, you know? And then right under that tier, that's where a lot of niggas put Big Sean. And Big Sean might feel like, bro, I've been out. I've been putting out mixtapes. I've been putting out albums. I'm in that Drake Cole Kendrick tier. And if that's how you feel, like, then that's... The nigga, like, that's how you feel. So it's like, and we're not going to get it from niggas. Like, like Kendrick will kind of get on a track, you know, humble. And he, he'll he talk to you niggas, but he talks to you niggas in different ways. Like, but, you know, I'm not opposed to, like, I don't know. Like, let's compete. Like, not even on no, like, hater, bad feelings type shit. But, like, nigga, I feel some type of way. Like, let's just have a little sparring match. Like, to me, that shit would be dope. It's not gonna happen. It'll and not even just happen. like towards Big Sean and Kendrick. It's just Kendrick got on the record and said a hundred niggas' names right after each other. Niggas were mad. Like we have beef with this nigga. He didn't even get to all. Like he didn't even get to deep dive on nobody. So I, I mean, with all that said, I still am gonna listen to the Big Sean album. I like. The, I'll try. I like the pictures he's been putting out or whatever. But you know. No. Oh, yeah. That shit is cool. I'm going to put y'all on that. Bet. Yeah, so that's it. Let's just get into our conspiracy bag for at least five minutes really quickly. Um, for those of you that don't know, we are huge TDE fans. Um, I could probably go find you the shirt, you know, with the signatures on it. We shook hands with niggas like Top, Schoolboy, Dave. Sir, you know, so Isaiah, you know, take that for what it's worth. And, you know, aside from that Schoolboy album that came out a year and a half ago or whatever, that was honestly pretty mid. Um, We haven't heard nothing from them niggas. But what I will say, Punch been, getting, been a little active on Twitter lately. Ab Soul's been active on Twitter lately. Isaiah Rashad has been active on Twitter lately. And lo and behold, who do we see today on a motherfucking phone booth type shit? I thought it was a meme at first. I didn't even know it was him. Kendrick motherfucking Lamar. And let me tell you something. Kendrick is sick and tired of you niggas. Straight up. Straight up. I don't know what none of this means. But something's going on in that TDE camp. Even Kendrick's last album, which was Damn, which I remember listening to it for the first time. We went to the tour. 80,000 people singing Humble all in unison. We were part of that. Even that album being deemed his fun album or his... Poppy. Because he had just released the classic. Which to this day, I really don't think you niggas appreciate. And I do mean you niggas. <laughs> like, I just don't think he's coming back on some damn shit. I don't know. And the thing that people overlook is, like, to put a record out, like, to Pimp a Butterfly is a sacrifice. Because he could be giving you the Drake records and the Cole records and all the features you want to hear. And 
you know, even just solely TDE. And, and I just think he's always, right when you're expecting him to be here, he's over here. And you're just like, of course, you know. As far as pensmanship, as far as overall sound, the visuals, no one holds a candle to Kendrick Lamar. And niggas know that. My, my personal favorite artist right now as it goes is Freddie Gibbs. Hands shout down. Out. Shout out to Gangster Gibbs. Fun fact, I work with his auntie, summer program I put on, teacher in Fontana. And I'm talking to the students and I'm like, you know, trying to, you know, build rapport with the students. You know, I'm in my bag. And so one of the students, yo, what's your favorite rapper? Because I told them I love going to concerts. And I was like, well, honestly, the last concert I went to kind of really made me a fan. I really fuck with Freddie Gibbs heavy. I didn't say fuck with because they was eighth graders. But, you know, Freddie Gibbs. Men and I said Freddie Gibbs. The teacher snapped up and was like, Freddie Gibbs? You know Freddie? I said, you know Freddie? Like, I thought she listened to that nigga. So I was hyped. I'm like, yo, you listen to Freddie? She said, Freddie Gibbs, listen to him. That's my baby cousin. I said, huh? She said, Gary, Indiana? I said, huh? She was like, no, that's that's my brother's son or nephew, whatever. Crazy. This was the first record I had ever heard by Freddie Gibbs. Oh. oh my God. And he's Teddy Pendergrass on the cover. And I'm like, wait, what? And so we go to this nigga's concert, man. And I never saw Tupac live, but I'm pretty sure it was like that. This nigga is bar for bar. The tone, the persona. Like, when I tell you he is a rapping ass nigga, like, that nigga can rap. Like, on the mic. Not no future shit. Not no, like, he's rapping, bro. Freddie Gibbs right now, so for him... You know, he's obviously from Indiana, but for him to come out and say, yo, you know, the artist, who are you looking for, man, to work with? Who's someone that you inspire to be? Nigga said Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, and that was my face. Like, yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, exactly, nigga. I'm like, for me, you know, we, I mean, just going off TDE and Scissor's a whole different topic for us personally. Um, I'm very, very excited to see what, what Kendrick has to put out, what it's going to touch people with. And I just think when I say sacrifice, I think it's because, like I said, he can put those records out that will be club bangers, that will be Instagram captions, but to test you mentally, to keep your attention, to keep you aware, he's going to drop something that's for us right now. And it might not be the most teeny bobby shit that you fucking think you want to hear, but, but no yeah i agree um and even when you just kind of look at kendrick's big three right uh good kid to pimp and damn 
I would say like the jump from Section 80 to Good Kid, Mad City was like a natural transition. I felt like he was kind of building Good Kid, Mad City through Section 80. And I feel really bad for thinking about the the tape that came right before. But I felt like he was building Good Kid, Mad City for a number of years. Overly dedicated, thank you. And so, and truthfully, Good Kid, Mad City is where I think we both got introduced to Kendrick. I think we was both right in the driveway in your shit. And you were like, yo, bro, niggas is talking about this nigga Kendrick Lamar. Like, let's just pull up and have a music sesh. And we sat in the car for all of Good Kid, Mad City. And I think right when the last song ended, we probably sat there for about five minutes quiet. And we were just like, this is it. I felt like because at that time, like I told y'all in episode one, all throughout high school, I was the boom bap nigga. <laughs> you know, Derek, still to this day, but you know, niggas used to clown me because I was the boom bap nigga. I was the Tribe Called Quest nigga. I was the Wu-Tang nigga and whatever. And I was really reluctant to kind of just listen to new music because that's just not what I was into. But when I listened to Kendrick, I don't think I had heard an album that was quite put together and told a story so vivid from someone who was DK, you know, new. Jen always laughs when you say DK. That's <laughs> my new shit. But on some real shit, it was just like, I need to know more about this nigga. And we went down the rabbit hole from there. Yeah, we'll have to make a separate podcast specifically for TDE, the ranks and what we see. But that was probably OD, but that that's our new music take. Pretty and much. then, you know, that's just a little bit of our music bag. But I'm not sure if y'all niggas is really appreciating the vinyls we're putting on display for you niggas. We got De La Soul on the speaker over there. We got the roots things fall apart i don't know if a there's a better cover art to kind of explain the times that we're in right now but my new instant favorite might be the black keys thick freakness my man's is two digits deep in the hair grease nigga it's thick yes sir so just go ahead and appreciate the vinyls um that's definitely something we love and that's a whole nother podcast we can get into our bag but Real quick, I guess as we transition, it's definitely right to just quickly say uh, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Um, I got the drop when I was door, door dashing, actually. And, you know, when I read the, the family's post and, you know, his battle and what he was going through, like, uh, definitely got the lump in the throat because it's like, damn, like, not, I'm not even like, I'm not claiming that I was an OD fan of Chadwick. Obviously, the roles he represented are the roles that he represented and he put, you know, his heart and soul in. That, that's self-explained. But like, fuck, man, when you just talk about black folk and just like this constant state of mourning and when you have, you know, dudes and women that just really, really, you know, at least for them, whatever their particular craft is, like, you know, they, they're trying to carry a message and it's just like, fuck, man, like, not even from knowing, don't know shit about him, but it's just like, fuck, like, that was a good dude, you know? Um, 
in you know such honor in the way that he true he you know he he transitioned um but yeah man that one fucking hurt dude so just really shout out rp to him yeah and i don't have much to say on that there's there's nothing to say that whole night i remember had a really good dinner was in a really good mood and um my cousin texted me and was like yo chadwick bozeman and like that's literally all she said and i was just like saw it on the watch and i was like nope and i just once i got into twitter it was just so overwhelming you know and i just had to share my remorse so Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, man. There won't be another in that way. I don't want to, let me tell you right now, I don't want to see another motherfucking Black Panther. I don't give a fuck if you got Denzel. I don't care if Obama was the Black Panther. Don't put no, listen to me. I'm so sincere with that. Because when I saw, you know, you know, people find videos and stuff, and obviously a lot of his main attraction was Black Panther. They were really showing like, one, how he trained. Two, how he made up the accent that they were going to have for the movie. Specifically to represent for our Africans, brothers and sisters from the continent. Like, they wanted to kind of just go with the standard DK American accent. And but he made it I'm, a point. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, like, exactly. But it was him. It wasn't the director. Yeah. It wasn't the right. Like, for him to do that, I think uh, what his coworkers at that time were able to appreciate was just the poise that he had you know uh and obviously now with cancer the endurance let me tell you right now i don't even stub my fucking toe without being like i can't believe i stubbed my fucking like literally i complain about everything for you to have cancer for you to visit kids who are dying of cancer for you to hold that secret um that's just something that no one will ever ever be able to understand dude that's insane it's incredible too and you know um for whatever solace we can find he died at home he died with his family uh he passed i should say he transitioned um and you know you can't you know no i i i especially if you have a uh you know in such a way that kind of cancer presents itself for folks sometimes like where you kind of have an actual timeline um, I hope that he was able to transition as peacefully as possible. It sounds like he did from the sentiments from his family. Um, and, you know, like the last thing that I saw him in was The Five Bloods on Netflix. Did you watch it before he passed? Yes, I did. And, you know, I saw a lot of people kind of low key shitting on it on Twitter, but I actually thought it was a great movie. Uh, it made me feel super emotional. I feel like it kind of just. It captured a very unique black experience in a very unique way in the role that Chadwick played in that movie. And I, and it's crazy because when I first saw the movie, I half-assed thought to myself, like, he does look pretty thin. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does look like he's lost weight. Obviously, I had no inclination that, you know, he was sick or, you know, going through what he was going through. But just kind of like the role he played in that movie and specifically how... Spike Lee utilized him to tell a specific mesh message about, you know, self-forgiveness and all of the other. So go check out the movie. But, um, you know, it, to me, it's like it's super sad. But I, I guess the solace that I try to find in it, honestly, is that 
one, his team, his family, and himself, he held it down literally till the last day when his family made the announcement. Um, and nowadays, like, everything is so publicized, like, a nigga sneezes and you know, you know, like, you know. And just kind of hearing the sentiments, like, even a, one of the older actors from The Five Bloods was like, I kind of saw the way and I was like, oh, like, this guy's cool, but, you know, he's getting massages and, you know, his wife and he got the foot and, and he was like, I... So even people who were working with this man for months and months and months and months, maybe years to develop these films, they had no idea. Um, and there's a selfish, you know, as a culture, I think there's a selfish part in you. Like, I, not that it would have done anything, but you kind of wish you knew. You just wish, like, at least if I'm thinking about it, that's supporting you type shit. I don't know. That's just me. But he really held it down. And um, Jesus, man, shout out to him because... You know, that's nothing short of amazing. So, did you hear or see that they were trying to get uh, someone that was tied with Breonna Taylor? Did you see how they were literally trying to say, we will get you off if you just tie her to this? Like, I, you know... I seriously, I know that there's politics, there's stuff that I will never be able to understand that I don't ever want to. I just don't see why it's just so hard to penalize two people than to put the whole world, a whole community through this. It's been over a year. We still can't lay her to rest. We're still like, it's now a marketing thing. You know what I mean? It's like, enough. Enough. I am, you know, speak on that because I do want to touch on Jacob Blake a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace, Breonna Taylor. Um, I did read that in... I'm, so, disclaimer, I don't understand the language, but from what I took from it, they offered an ex-boyfriend of who knows how long ago, honestly. Right, someone that was tied to her. Irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, we raided your ex-girlfriend's house and murdered her in cold blood. On accident. And... We, since we had already arrested you and we still proceeded to do that, hey, bro, like, here's a plea deal. If you, because the people are in the street, like, they've been calling for our arrest for at least since March. Go ahead and sign this plea deal, bro. We'll let you out on probation for all of your shit. Just say that, like, she was one of your generals type. And so the one thing that I guess I really want to um, stress at this point is I, I'm not 100% sure whether the boyfriend took that plea deal or not. From what I've been able to gauge, it seems like he didn't. It seems like he didn't. So I, I don't want to chop that nigga down because if he did take the plea deal, like you're a bitch ass nigga. But if you didn't, like, okay, good. Like, that's what you were supposed to do. But really just to kind of, to touch on this, um, 
I, I just really want to put on put an emphasis on how evil, pure, pure evil, like this whole, like all of this energy, <clears throat> excuse me, shit, all of this energy that we're seeing in 2020 right now, people in the streets, people are angry. For the first time in, I don't know, maybe since the 19, I wouldn't even say that because niggas was getting spit on. And it seems like for one of the first times, at least in my life, like white people are actually trying to say like, okay, we want to wake up. We want to kind of actually take account for the things that we're seeing out in these streets. But when we, like when we as a people, as a black people talk about the amount of intentionality in the amount of effort in the amount of evilness and literally just that that lacking of humanity right because in order for me in order for me to look at you and as a black woman right and not see any humanity in that i had to get rid of my humanity a long time ago for me to treat you in a way that you have historically been treated in this country to this day are still treated in this country, I have to see you as non-human to treat you like that. Because if I saw you as a human, I would not be able to treat you like that. But in order for me to even get into the mental space of saying that you yourself are not a human, so I'm going to treat you this way, I had to let go of my spirit a long time ago. And so when we talk about like systemic issues that's what we're, this is the motherfucking police force. Yo, sign this plea deal and tell me that your ex nigga was a drug dealer, whoop did he wop because we wrongfully killed him. We're putting that in your face. That's what it is. Take this deal. We'll let you go. But we need to justify this, this, this shit we did over here. So when we just, it's hurtful, man. You know, it's hurtful. And I can see how a lot of people, they're very quick to turn it off. They're very quick to disconnect and say, yo, just, but I don't know, man. That shit hurts me, bro. They're just desperate and very, very well said on your behalf, but they're just desperate. Mm -hmm. They're at the last, like, come on, dude. Isn't the, someone's black that's in charge of Breonna Taylor. I think it's the attorney general. Yes, the attorney the general. The attorney general, this nigga was at a Trump rally yes. saying this, that, or the third for the RNC, the Republican convention or whatever it is. Um, and so when we want to figure out why Breonna Taylor hasn't been arrested, or I'm Jesus Christ, excuse me, why the murderers, the police officers of Breonna Taylor haven't been arrested, and the nigga who's literally in charge of arresting them is that like the rnc preaching some law and order type shit like it's ridiculous but we're still here definitely respect the people still getting arrested still standing for her um that's dope uh transitioning to jacob blake um he's out the hospital mm -hmm. i didn't I'm know asking. that honestly i thought he was oh. no i the last thing that i read about him is they Suppose it, I don't know. The, I read an article saying that they, quote unquote, dropped some felony warrant on him or they had some this nigga handcuffed cuffed. in the ICU, that, dude. That's the story. So they finally uncuffed Jesus him from the bed. Christ. I got seven in the back. Like, I can't even roll over. 
Yeah. And shout out to the brother that lost his life in L.A. Yes. Some dumb shit, quote unquote, pulled over for a a bicycle citation or. I think his name was last name was Kizzy. Yeah, I don't want to. I I just didn't say his name because I don't want to, you know, disrespect because I I it's not clear in my head right now. But shout out to him. Reading articles like there's gangs in these police units, which is nothing new, but like they're just out here killing folks to get initiated, like real, real gang shit, nigga, like gang gang. So, you know, it's just heavy, man, you know, and then we lose people like Chadwick, obviously nothing to do with police violence, but it's still just. I'm going to be honest. When September 1st hit, I was like, please, like, can we have a month off? Please. Like, seriously, we've been getting our ass whooped since for sure April. We thought this shit was about COVID and all of a sudden. COVID ain't did nothing but just expose all the other bullshit that we've been putting up with. Straight up. Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, I know you didn't tune in, but did you listen to Monica vs. Brandy? Mo to the, E to the, Isha. Dre, did you listen? Did you watch? I'm not going to lie. I didn't tune so live. I've seen the clips, though. Okay. i seen clips. I was thoroughly entertained on Twitter. Y'all niggas' memes and jokes were hilarious. Even, but I'm going to just keep it a buck. Like, I know when I hear Monica, when I hear Brandy, I know who they are. Obviously, icons, the whole diddy bop. But that was, you know, that wasn't in my tape deck. That just wasn't in my tape deck growing up, honestly. Well, you know why? Because it wasn't in mine, but my mom listened to Monica and stuff. And I don't think your mom listened to that kind of music. <laughs> my mom did, you know. Oh, my mom isn't black, but <laughs> I'm just she thinks she is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no. Um, it was cool. Like, Brandy, I thought Brandy was going to win by a landslide. Um, I love Monica, I think, more than Brandy, but I knew Brandy was going to win. But Brandy got on the corny side of me. She seemed really excited to be there. I know that sounds fucked up, but it was just like, calm down. Relax, let your records speak for themselves, and just hold yourself as such. And I think Monica had uh, that real grown and sexy swagger going. So although her records were disenfranchised boys, like, she still had, you know, some of that persona. And for the record, Monica is definitely never trying to be friends with Brandy. Like, that shit was so bad. And Yo, that again, shit was bad. And again, uh, I was being educated, you know, more about more of the details of the uh, Monica Brandy thing. And, you know, there was a whole lot of, you know, Brandy is the awkward black girl and Monica is this or that. I heard Brandy was the girl next door. <laughs> they both might have been at a time. <laughs> Look at what Brandy is. She what we should say. So, but, but I will just say, say like, I guess when it comes to like musical pedigree and shit, I did learn a lot about her. Like, niggas are saying she was working with Babyface as a child. No, like, yeah, she was young. Pure talent. So from that standpoint, like, tip my hat all the way. Um, like I said, that just wasn't in my tape deck growing up, honestly.
All right. So now that we watch Monica and Brandy, if Swizzy came down and asked you, yo, who are you trying to see on the verses? Who is it? Um. Just give me one artist. Okay. okay, one artist I would like to see Ice Cube. I'd like to see Ice Cube. If I could just give one artist. I, I can't off the top of my head think like who is quote unquote Ice Cube's rough equivalent like that he could go against. I would have thought it might have been Snoop. But yeah, I don't I didn't I think they were trying to do a play on the dogs, but Snoop versus yeah. DMX just wasn't good. Snoop mocked that nigga straight up. He made DMX look bad. Like, and DMX is good. So very good. That for, for one thing, yeah, Snoop should have been to someone else. Who I, you know, but also like the Ross and Two Chains matchup was way off. That was bad too. Like that was just way off. That was bad. Whole time I was like, fuck, I love Two Chains. This is bad. <laughs> like. Your records just are bopping. Because I want to pick the two chains records, but like when you get into your objective bag, which you kind of have to when you're picking a winner, yeah, like Ross is winning. So who's going against Jay Z? Nah, I doubt they'll pull Jay Z. But I mean, that's who I want to see. Who's going against Ross? I feel like the only person really would be not no Puffy. That would be my very like. So Puffy the producer. Yo, yeah, he has no Puffy. Puffy, Puffy, whether he, whether he no wrote, records, nigga, nigga, whether he, whether he wrote, wrote song, produced, produced it's, it's fair game in verses. It's fair game in verses. No, that's different because they've it's, only it's been, fair game in verses. They they've only put producers with producers and artists with artists. They haven't had a producer versus an artist. Yeah, that's not even close. Let me ask you this. Can't but I'm just talking about like record versus record. Like record versus record. But it's different when you're behind the mic and you're the someone that's telling the people to get behind the mic. Let me ask no, you this. I, Can Kanye West go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Jay-Z? And we know Kanye's going to lose. But can he at least make it a 13-7? Because, bro, again... I don't know. It's tough. Kanye produced a lot of Jay-Z shit. Which is why. Hove, you can't play nothing I produced. And we can't play no Watch the Throne. I will, I will, I will say, like, quote-unquote, I guess Jay-Z is obviously the winner, like, the right answer. You're not but, But I think, like, for most niggas, like, well, then, well, I, then don't I don't know. know. That's why I'm yeah, saying, that's like, I guess, I guess that's probably the only person that could go against Jay-Z. When I was thinking about it, and I was having a conversation after Monica versus Brandy, I was like, Ho should still win, but Kanye would has be a like true some, following, dude. It'd be like some 11. And it's over. It'd be like some 11-9 type shit. Because they do, what, 20 tracks, right? Yeah. It would be some, like, 11-9 type shit. Because, bro, like, again, Kanye's big three. Uh, dropout, late registration, graduation. Like, just those three alone is b -b 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 bangers. Late graduation, 
Well, his, well, his, his Kanye's, Kanye's like first three that we know, right? Drop out, late registration, graduation. Then we go to 808s. And then from 808s to transit. Like, that's, that's just, what I'm saying, dude. That's a bag. And again, I'm obviously I know Jay-Z, but I'm not as well versed in Jay-Z as I probably could be. So obviously Jay-Z obviously has those cuts too. But fuck. It'd be one of the type of things, like, no matter who you picked as you, like, who you thought won, like, you could argue it, I think. And there's a lot of niggas that'll say, like, no way, Jay-Z all the way, but. Yeah. I, I, uh, what I'm looking forward to is who they're going to put Missy with. I, you know what, I'm going to be honest. But see, again, Missy, aside from her own tracks, Missy has probably wrote some shit that would blow your mind. Oh hell yeah, and like, produced. Like, so, so again, like when you, when you get some, some of these artists who are true artists, mm-hmm. like they're, like they're not, not just the greatest rapper in the world, and whatever, and whatever skills that comes with. But like, but like Missy, Missy, she should go against Pharrell. Whoa! <laughs> yes. You heard it here yeah, first. Act right podcast, Missy versus Pharrell. Because I need someone that produces. And, and the minute, ah, get your freak on. Ah, get your, like, nah. it's going nuts. Yes. <laughs> no, that would be sick. That's it right there. That's what I want to hear. And also, I want to see the complex of, like, a man versus a woman type thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Versatile. I, you know what? For marketing purposes, I would put Jay-Z versus Beyonce. Versus wouldn't even be able to handle it, dude. They wouldn't even Beyonce's winning. But that's the thing. (laughs) I just want to go out there be high. Also, if you don't like Beyonce in any way, unfollow, unsubscribe. Full disclosure, (laughs) Beyonce has been, and again, not even as someone who just regularly listens to her music. Beyonce's easily been my celebrity crush since fifth grade. Easily. And, now it's and to this, this day, day, like, I, I don't know when she's going to take her stilettos off niggas next. I don't. Never. She, she is the greatest. Is, she, she is the greatest musical performer we have ever seen. Period. I don't want to hear this decade. I don't want to hear Michael Jackson. She's. I don't want to hear Whitney Houston. She's laid off the coke, laid off the scandal, laid off the fucking drugs, and has performed. Pregnant, not pregnant. Jay Z miscarriages. Jay Z scandals. No Jay Z. Come on, man. Beyonce been 13 years old in Houston. And I mean, if we are keeping it a buck, she put Jay Z in like a different bag. She put Jay Z in the bag that. Is what he's in now. Like, period. She gave him to the masses in a very distinct way. Yeah, and like I said, to be clear, this is the beehive, bitch. Don't even come here and think for one second. And honestly, <laughs> and you know, I, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna speak to the ladies a little bit. If you're not in formation. <laughs> Yo, no, no like, hold on. Keep it a bug. Like, nah. if you not in formation, like, I don't know. That's kind of sus. sus. For, real. For real. Yo, 
No, that that's I'm definitely looking. I like versus. I think the whole setup was dope. I think it was so fucking easy. Them niggas. Oh, man, yeah, you know like, how much cheese they're making. That was cold. That was a good one. That set the women off, and I definitely still was slept on Jill Scott, some of her records and her talents. I still was like, jeez. I would be looking forward to Jennifer Hudson, though. Jennifer Hudson needs to go against uh, someone with some lungs. Don't be putting her next to just anybody. I don't want to see a Shanti on Versus. Let me be clear. You had one album. And that's, and another, that's thing. another thing. I don't want. There's like, like what about her versus Sierra or something? Sierra has one fucking out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> well, you just Yo, said you know, yeah. No, you guys are highlighting Sierra because her real life is fucking fabulous. I have nothing to say about Sierra's uh, no, no, real no, no, life. No. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> like, like he got her you said you don't want to go. <laughs> Yo, them niggas named their son Win. Wait, wait, what? Their niggas named their newest son Win. W I N. Wilson. Right. Win Wilson. I'm talking to y'all right now. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> Before Naomi was born, like, the struggle to think of her name was real because, like, it's her name. Like, that shit's important. And so. <laughs> Bro, they named him Win. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bro. How? <laughs> no, I'm trying to hold it together because I'm on the verge of tears. <laughs> Son, I'm sorry, man. Not even to cut you off, but listen. My cousin told me some dumbass shit. Like, I'm gonna name my son Fox. <laughs> I said, bitch. <laughs> Yo, before I got her, my Nana checked her. Bitch. How are you nuts? I'm not like. You guys have to seriously, I will bring it back to the Johns, the Michaels, if this is how niggas are going to act. Seriously, you can't give us an inch. I know, you can't give us an inch, dude. Let me tell you niggas something. I'm all for creativity with names. If you can pull it off. But you literally naming your kids Future and Win? <laughs> I forgot about Future. Nigga named him the Let stage me tell you name. niggas something. All right? All this trend-setting shit y'all think you want? They're trailblazers now, by the way. They're called trailblazers. Niggas is clowning your kid in the elementary class. How, you, how your name win, but you always lose? Let's stay on this name topic. I hate stereotypical black names. It nah, makes don't me, do that. It makes me, no, seriously, I don't like it. Give me, Give me an example. Keisha. Keisha. 
Don't look don't for it. For it. <laughs> I mean, it's like. Duran. Come on. <laughs> LaMarcus. Yes, it's a part of our culture. LeBron. Yeah, like. LeBron. I'm not going to let you get that off. You can't get that off. Like, Keisha? Tanisha? No. Sharana? Monique? You got to watch this nigga, man. We were talking about baby names. <laughs> Yo. No, no, because you're not in a relationship. No, man. No, no, look, look. That was chill. That was chill. I was singing nah, nah. the TMX song. Nah. <laughs> or one of them songs where they just say mad names. No, nah, man. Like, nah, but for real, when is nuts? You got me crying. <laughs> No, I'm, when is I don't want to. I don't want to see Sierra's nothing. I didn't, I didn't see that. I don't follow them on Twitter. I don't want to watch Sierra versus anybody, Ashanti versus anybody. You need to have a fucking catalog. So maybe we need to get you on Versus five years from now. I love Seth mm. of the Deaf. She doesn't need to be on Versus. Janae Aiko don't no. need to be on Versus. This is this is not your audience. This is not for you. We know all of your records. These are about people that have been withstanding for ten to fifteen years and have those those records that and you know. Swizz and Tim are much smarter than me, but I'm, I would be completely shocked if they haven't even shot Ice Cube a text. I, I, when you think of verses like... But now that Snoop's gone, who else does he have? Trey? Uh, Ice Cube and Dre would be very sticky. It'd be too sticky. There's too much crossover. Ice Cube's wrote too much, produced too much. It'd be too much crossover for Dre and Cube. I think, I think you could get can we Dre have and the Diddy. Can we have probably... the game versus 50 Cent once for all? <sighs> Woo! Once again, Akrak Podcast game versus 50 Cent. That would be sick. Not for nothing, that would probably be the showstopper. That, that would be if they were, If they could somehow pull that off. Woo! That would be sick. Game would do it in a second. One, because he's thirsty. But you know who else they could do? Like, if we wanted to just be on, like, the more producer side of things, I think P. Diddy, Dr. Dre would be a good matchup. It is, it is like, there are two very distinct sounds, but they both just rang off differently from coast to coast. Give me Diddy's top three. Oh, I'm the wrong nigga to kind of just pull So you see how that's wrong? Because give me three Dr. Dre. But I'm just saying, when we think of niggas that are like producers, and yes, they get on the mic, but are really like producers, writer type, like East versus West. Yeah, that would be easy. I want to see Swizz and them kind of reach. Monica and Brandy was that reach, and that's why it was it was so big, because we know that they still, still don't like each other, and they got up here to do whatever, so... Shout out to Versus, man. That shit's, yeah. that shit's fucking dope. Yeah. That's super dope. Ooh, DJ Quick. Yeah, I love me some DJ Quick. That'd be dope, but who would he... Again, I, to me, it's hard pairing them. Like, yeah, I know it is. That's the hard part. Yeah. And I don't like when they come to Versus and they're like, no, man, but I love you. Like, fuck you, nigga. 
about to play no, my hardest shit. No, Fuck no I wonder. Yeah, I I wish there was a little bit stronger yeah, of a competitive aspect to it. Like, definitely whoever they have on should be celebrated for sure. But, um, if there's a still like if they actually kept score and actually declared winners and not just leave it up to the court of public opinion, like that'd be interesting. Yep. It was I actually listened to that playlist. I played it. I didn't listen to the stream, but I actually played their songs that they played. And I was like, damn, these niggas have been, they've been touching all over this. Mm. That shit's been sick. But uh, anything else for music? Anything else that you're excited for? Even just this year? Um, musically, quite frankly, no. Um, I, I would say my music consumption for 2020 has been the lowest that it's ever been for any other point of my life. Yeah. I feel like while I was in high school and while I was navigating through college, like music was everything. Like yeah. there's always a song to kind of explain what I was going through, what I was feeling. Um, but I think it's also just because I still hold true to like that old school hip hop root. You know what I'm saying? So it is very hard for me to kind of branch out. I will say my music taste has definitely expanded way more than it has ever been in the last two to three years for sure. Um, but also my consumption has went down. It's just, it's been a little bit harder. And also I'm kind of like a lazy music searcher. Like I'm not, I'm not just looking for new shit to find, but just to give some shout outs like in the past few years obviously we stated it earlier freddie motherfucking gibbs rapping ass nigga um you know but some other folks like dude people like smino yes you know what i'm saying like smino came out with the the that nigga has his home his own lingo that's what I love about Smino. And, and like, he's, he's the type of nigga that literally samples himself. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he he's super creative, he's super dope. We saw him live too. Mm -hmm. Definitely in in one of for an artist of his caliber, definitely one of the best shows that we've seen from an artist like kind of in his you know his observatory bag. That's you know that's a good bag to be in though. He he had that show jumping, even though. He wasn't playing the songs we were expecting. Yeah, but but not for nothing. You know, I've been real heavy into my like blues and rock bag over the last. What'd you say? Your white side is showing. Definitely, but not for nothing. You know, it's important to have a different palette because as you get older, like sometimes I wake up, I'm not trying to hear rap today. Yeah, like for me, I in my household we listen to music constantly. But, like, Jen and I, like, we love 80s. We were, like, super able to connect. We love old oldies. I have a playlist actually on Apple. Um, mm. It's called Old Head Shit. Go check that shit out. Um, we have a lot of uh, old music that gets us in our vibe that we're able to relax to. So that's that's really what I be on. I can't. There's nothing really just out right now. Yeah. No, yeah. And, I mean, you know, when I say rock shit, like, I'm talking about, like, 60s, 70s rock, like Led Zeppelin type shit, Jimi Hendrix type shit, like shit that was just made in a time period again with so much energy, you know, it was anti-war, it was civil rights, and 
you know, the the blues inspires everything that, you know, we hear today, blues and jazz. And so, you know what I mean? Like, that's been my bag. And even, like, on a more contemporary tip, like, when we hear niggas like Alabama Shades, like, they were... They were our lick for a minute. Went to go see them live, and you know, lost lost our minds. Um, yeah, we cried. Like I said, like I said, the Black Keys. They they uh they carry that real soulful. Like it's rock and it's but it's blues. Like it's soul. Like they carry that through. So you know that's kind of been on my tip. But I'm really excited. You know, like we mentioned earlier. I'm, I guess for hip hop. Like, I just want something from TDE. I want to see Isaiah. I want to see Kendrick. I want to see Soul. I want to see SZA. You know, I want to see, you know, another schoolboy project. A better schoolboy project. A better schoolboy project. Yeah, so hip-hop-wise, like, I'm really getting that TDE vibe. Like, niggas is kind of getting a little bit more active on social. They're just, they're always playing games with their fans, but... Someone, Someone from the camp is about to drop, and I don't want no motherfucking Zakari Lance Skywalker shit. Like, so, you know. All right, all right. Well, that is our little bit of our music taste for now, as it stands of now. We'll definitely be deep diving with you guys sooner than later. But before we go, we definitely want to uh, take some time to show some love. We wanted to add that into a segment. Do you have anybody you want to shout out as far as the business? Definitely give a shout out to Chris Valentine, uh, brother, friend, someone very important to me, lost him this year. So he sticks with me daily. So definitely want to give him, you know, a huge shout out, uh, you know, on some positive shit. Like I'm working through it. So definitely want to give him a shout out. Much love. A uh, little bit of black love right there. Nice. What about for you? Um, I want to shout out to Sat, man. She she does nails. The homegirl does nails. Follow her on Instagram at Silky Sets. Um, she would definitely lace your shit. Also, shout out to the homegirl, Brittany. She has her own uh, lingerie. It's called Designer Dreams after her daughter. Mm. Yeah, go ahead and check that out. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to see a little bit of the promo yes yes check that out and of course of but course super big shout out to satin because i've been seeing her work lately and that shit's pretty fly yeah man getting your bag but our last shout out for the day would definitely be back to to andre man go check out his instagram that's andre jamal check out his music he's the man behind the scenes that makes everything come together visuals for us. music audio he whole package type shit Yes, sir. So that's it for the Accurate Podcast, man. Thank you for tuning in to episode three. You know where to find us on Spotify, Google, Apple, and YouTube. Video will be on YouTube soon. Um, thanks for your guys' feedback, man. We'll be here next week. No doubt. Catch y'all later.